All right, real quick before we get started, if you're an internet entrepreneur, which I bet you are, access to your computer is, is literally everything. You know that. You might be skiing in the mountains, playing around on the beach. A lot of the top entrepreneurs I've interviewed, we're all mobile. We're all mobile. So here's a tool that can help you with that lifestyle. Go to My PC by Citrix. You can access your home computer from everywhere. All right, this isn't just for PCs, it's PC or Mac. You can access it from another computer, an iPhone, an iPad anything so freedom and flexibility I think that's a key thing and that's one of the key reasons I believe we're all entrepreneurs so the go to my PC mobile app for the iPhone ridiculously awesome I have that I use it all the time and, and what I love it is that I can just like you know essentially work on something save it really quick on there and then get back to whatever I'm doing playing hockey or you know who knows what I'm doing get back to life so you can try go to my PC today with a special 45 day free trial just for rise nation here's what you got to do visit go to my pc.com click the try it free button enter the promo code rise and then download the free app for your ipad or iphone so go to mypc.com click the try it free button enter the promo code rise and now here's the show and welcome to the rise to top the number one non-boring business show i'm david seitman garland here on the rise to top .com. happy new year this is the first episode of 2012 you know we're going to start it off with a freaking bang. Come on now, you know that's gonna happen. So here's the deal, I got especially, it's a very unique interview today. Lewis Howes was on the show, uh, I think, what, a week ago, somewhere around there, and he shared the story about FB Influence, which is the product uh, that we actually talked about on the show a while back, but it's an online training product for Facebook, and it has now done over $500,000 in sales in pretty much one month, a little bit less than one month, $500,000 in sales, and Lewis was on the show, he talked about the product and talked about all these different things. But then I got a lot of questions coming from you guys, you know, more on the technical end. Like, what, what kind of tech things uh, went along with this product? Like, what do they use for the back end? And, you know, how do they optimize the sales page? And, like, what are all the tech tools that went into this product launch? So, we've got the back end today. That sounded bad. There'll be a lot of jokes about that. Sean Malarkey, he is the partner of Lewis House, and he's the tech guy. He's the guy that's behind the scenes doing the testing and, and knowing all the different products and services to use to successfully launch a product online. And I thought this would be super interesting to bring in Sean, go way behind the scenes here today to talk about everything that they use, everything that he's learned. We've got screenshots below in the show notes. We've got um, some, we might even have some video. We've got all kinds of stuff that you can learn from us. It's going to be really comprehensive so that the next time, you're launching something, you know, whether you're the tech person or you hire someone to help with help with you, whatever it may be, or partner with someone, this is so you know what's going on for your first product launch or your hundredth product launch, whatever it may be. So without further ado, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Malarkey on the rise to the top. Enjoy. All right, well, I'm excited about this for many reasons today because I feel like today's guest right here, Sean Malarkey, doesn't get enough love. He's the partner with Lewis Howes, but we always see Lewis. We see he, he's salsa dancing around. He's playing his handball, whatever the hell he's doing. We don't see the guy who's doing the real work, right? Sean Malarkey <laughs> here on the Rise to the Top. What's up, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I am fantastic. You know, it's funny how this happens is that we had the interview with Lewis where you were literally the voice of God behind the interview. Like you, 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 we could hear you chiming in, but you, we didn't see you on screen. And it's funny because I feel like, you know, Lewis being the front of a lot of these different things, we don't know about all the back end work that goes into the product launch. And so I thought it'd be fun to, you know, have a little chit chat, if you will, today, sans Lewis. So it'll be a quieter interview moment here on the Rise to the Top. What do you think? 
For sure, man. And I'm honored to be uh, on the show again. So thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. And first of all, big congrats on the launch. I know, I know that you're, you're the guy who really you know, orchestrates a lot of these things. And just to give us a recap um, for people that missed that interview with Lewis, which I want to encourage people to go back and check it out uh, that we did last week. Tell us a little bit about kind of the results of the first month of the FB Influence launch, just for people that are just tuning into this one. Okay, for sure. So we just launched uh, a month ago, right about a month ago actually, last week, uh, FB Influence, which is our kind of our Facebook training product. And uh, Amy Porterfield was the author on that. Lewis and I published her. Um, and that launch, this was our fourth launch we did in 2011. And just for anybody who's listening and may not know, a launch basically is we come out with a new product and we ask all of our friends and uh, affiliates to help promote it. And um, so we did that and we started it in the end of November, just after Thanksgiving, and which we were told that was a bad week to do it and everything, but um, we did it anyway. And it ended up, <laughs> what's that? So I said, oh, screw it. You know, if it, if it, yeah. sometimes, sometimes that's the way it, it works out better that way, you know? Yeah, I mean, we actually had thoughts of postponing it to January because supposedly January is better because you're not competing with the holidays and all this stuff. But whatever, we rolled with it. And um, our goal with each launch this year has been to double sales. Okay. And Video Traffic Academy was a really big success. And I knew going into this launch, if, if we were able to double sales, it would be phenomenal. Um, it would be amazing. And we almost did it, man. We came, we had like 186%, I think, of sales uh, that we did with Video Traffic Academy. So we came really, really close. But uh, in a short time frame, we did actually about, you said 400,000 in the interview with Lewis. And uh, that number didn't include upsells and some other things. So we ended up closer or actually over 500,000. Oh, wow. Or okay. half a million. Yeah, with that launch. Okay, so so basically in a month, the five hundred thousand. And you know, Lewis talked to us about a lot of the things, like how the product was developed and how Amy got involved, and sort of kind of the marketing angle from, I, I suppose, a relationship standpoint. You know, bringing in people, affiliates, and it's funny because that interview goes up, and I know you've been on the show before, but it's been years since we, when we when we talked about different things on there. I think you've been on it before, haven't you, Sean? Yeah, Once? we talked yeah, about like Twitter. in two thousand nine. We were talking Twitter. It was it was it was ape shit, but you know. I got a lot of questions, and I thought this was important. Was a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, this is I, I love the launch that these guys did, and the, and the product is really good." But you know, how did they? What's how they make the website, and like, how did they do this, and and what programs did they use? And I was like, "All right, well, we got to bring you on, Sean. We're gonna bring in the master here." So I thought, you know, as opposed to doing more of a biographical interview and things like that, and and talk about how amazing you are, which we know you are, Sean. We're gonna go right into the goods and talk a little bit about sort of the key technology pieces that you've used for this launch over time or launches and you know maybe we can learn you know some specific examples from them if that sounds good absolutely all right cool yeah. so, so so you sent me a little list here we're gonna we're gonna pop in uh, right away here the first program that you mentioned that was critical was wishlist um, and tell us a little bit about what wishlist is and, and kind of how you guys use it okay so wishlist I guess in its simplest um, Explanation: It's a membership site, and it's actually a plugin for WordPress. So you just install the plugin, and it's pretty much a membership site in a, in a box. And um, so the way that works is it locks up the content that is for the product. So our, our products are 100% digital. We don't ship anything. We don't produce any goods, if you will. Uh, it's all digital. And the way we protect that content is using uh, a plugin like Wishlist. There's another great one called A Member which does a few, a little bit of different things, but uh, Wishlist I think is probably the simplest one 
after using them both to use and uh, install and get up and running. So that basically locks up the content area so that when somebody buys our product, um, Wishlist gives you a URL that you use as, you thank, as your thank you page. And when somebody buys, they get redirected to that URL. And we've actually integrated it with ClickBank, which we'll, I think we'll talk about here in a minute. Sure. So that when somebody buys, they, uh, it's unique. That particular link is unique to them so that when they register, uh, it's tied to that, you know, to that particular purchase. And that way, if they ever go and refund, or um, it actually revokes the access as well. It's okay. all Makes sense. Yeah, I was doing a little research on it when I was looking around, and basically the way that I understood it, and make sure I get it here too for everyone, is that, yeah, it's a, it's a little program you buy. It works with WordPress. I think it starts at about $97. There's also like a, a, a one from multiple sites. It's like $297, somewhere around there. And for, from what I get is that this is where, from a user standpoint, I'm going to put in my username and password that I get once I purchase something. And exactly. I'm going to go in there, and then I'm going to see all the content. I'm going to get all the videos. I'm going to get all the, the bonuses, whatever it may be. It's like a very clean, crisp uh, back end. I'm sure we'll get some screenshots of a lot of this stuff. And we mentioned that earlier. Yeah. We're going to put a lot of stuff um, in the show notes here. But basically that's the big question people had a lot of times is like well I have all this content I'm turning it into a product where do I put it that it can be password protected and easy to use and so you guys have had success with, with wishlist it sounds like yeah wishlist is a great great product I mean literally if you know how to install a plugin you know, and go through some basic instructions I mean anybody can use it and have it set up and, and it also does some some cool things with like well there's a lot of different features it has but if you have different levels so if you're selling you know a bronze level, a gold level, a platinum level. Uh, you can protect the content within each particular level, and then whatever the person purchases, they can access that particular level, all within the same kind of members area, if you will. All right, very cool. And and I, I don't, I'm not sure about this too. Do, is Wishlist also what you use for like your front end sales page, or is that something different? We use Optimize Press uh, for that as well. So that's a different. Uh, it's a WordPress theme, and it gives you the ability to design really nice looking sales pages. Pretty easy. Um, Optimize. You know, to be honest, yeah. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of um, using WordPress for the sales page, and the reason why is, um, well, WordPress has its issues, and uh, it can be somewhat unstable and can load kind of slow. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, when you have 200, you know, depending on what you're using and, and how you're using it. But if you have, you know, multiple hundred thousands of people visiting a site in a short period of time, uh, a difference in one second of a of a load time can can equal, uh, from a revenue standpoint, a, a giant amount. Really? That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm learning along here with everyone. So you're telling me that if I have a site that loads X seconds versus you know, 0.1 seconds or something like that, we're going to have people that are going to be like, nah, F it, I'm out of here? Exactly. <laughs> I see like huge differences. Really? In, yeah, we've done testing. Um, we had one of our launches, one of our products, we had a really slow load time on the page. And... Um, I ordered, <laughs> I ordered. I had our web guy uh, rebuild the entire, take it off Optimize Press and rebuild it on um, on just a static web page using all the exact same elements and looks of it. And uh, there's some different things we did with the images to uh, maximize, I guess, the, the the size of those, make them smaller, make them load faster. Uh, but yeah, we saw conversions go up quite a bit. The faster it loads, uh, the you know the better chances you have of the person loading the page, looking at the at the sales presentation, and then buying. Got it. So maybe Optimize Press, while it works for WordPress, you're saying, though, for the most part, for what you guys did for FB Influence, um, is it's not, it's not that. It's, it's a separate system, essentially, that it's you're... It's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, just to give you an idea, like, um, in the, we're pretty fortunate here in the U.S. We have decent page, you know, internet speeds and right. whatnot. 
But if you travel outside the U.S., I mean, most of the first world countries obviously have decent internet, but uh, there's you'd be surprised a lot of places you go. Like, for example, I spent a lot of time in Argentina, which mm -hmm. is, is pretty developed, not necessarily first world, but not second or third by any means. And the load times on pages, you know, if I see five seconds here on a page, it might be 20 in Argentina. Interesting. And, uh, you know, or in a lot of places. So, and a lot of our buyers come from all over the world. So the faster the page loads, absolutely, it makes a huge, huge difference. I do not want this product anymore. My page load is so slow. I'm out of here. No more FBA influence for me, right? Okay. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. That's uh, a good so, point. Is that an Ar your Argentine voice? Thank you. thank you. That was the first time that made an appearance on the show. People don't know that I do voices. Um, so, so I get back on track. Hey, listen, it's the new year, 2012. Here's the first episode that's going to air in 2012 shenanigans are going to happen. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, so I think this would be cool to go through these different tools. We have a list of more. We want to make sure we get it all to all of them and then really dive into your sales page because I know that you guys have done some interesting optimization and all kinds of stuff there because I think that stuff's super interesting. Let's talk sure. ClickBank. Um, this is what you use for shopping cart, your merchant account, uh, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit, uh, uh, maybe not necessarily for beginners, but but why you use ClickBank and sort of um, j just show us a little bit about that because that was actually a big question that came in on Facebook. Someone's like, oh, I love the interview. What do they use to get affiliates and how do people sign up and all that kind of stuff? I was like, well, it's ClickBank, but maybe you can explain that a, l a little bit better for everyone. Okay, for sure. And I'll tell you kind of a quick story as to how we got into using ClickBank. Um, so traditionally, when you sell a product online, you need to have somewhere people can pay. A lot of people use PayPal, which um, is a decent option, but PayPal, there's a lot of limitations there and, and some big risks um, where PayPal, you're at the mercy of PayPal. PayPal if you go to just, Sean Malarkey, sorry, not to interrupt, if you go to SeanMalarkey.com, look at the post about PayPal on there from Sean Malarkey, today's guest. Just, just yeah. I'm not gonna say anything else, just go there, look at the post. Sorry to interrupt, back at it. So, I mean, you know, I'm not a big fan of using, <laughs> PayPal's a great service and a great product, but using it by itself is a very risky move and, um, there's horror stories for that. And you can find one Understood. on my blog. Um, if you, so if you don't use PayPal, you need to get a merchant account. And you need to have a shopping cart, first of all, to process your orders. And you tie the merchant account to your shopping cart. Most merchant accounts come with American Express, Visa, and Discover. Yep. It's up to you to apply with American, I'm sorry, MasterCard, American, or MasterCard, Visa, and Discover. So for you to apply with American Express and then also integrate PayPal. Got it. So Pain in the butt. Pain in the butt. And so you're using a shopping cart a merchant account, Amex, PayPal, and uh, tying them all together. And yeah. Ugh. Blah, blah, blah. So it's a big pain in the butt. So ClickBank handles all of that. And, you know, here's the um, ClickBank is just a one stop shop. You submit to them, say, this is my product that I'm going to be selling. Here's what it looks like when somebody buys. It's, for the most part, digital goods. Mm -hmm. um, so they look at your back end. They say, okay, this product looks great. We'll approve it based on that. And then you say, here's my sales page I'm going to use to sell this product. And once they approve it, uh, they give you a little link that you tie up to your buy now buttons, and when somebody clicks that, uh, it goes through PayPal or goes through ClickBank system. Okay. So ClickBank comes, you know, with all the different credit cards and PayPal options and everything, which is uh, is really important to have all of those options in one, you know, with that. So it comes with all of that. It comes with a built-in affiliate program. So they handle all of your affiliate tracking, all of your affiliate sales. They handle paying your affiliates. They handle which is critical, by the way, right there, because that seems like it would be a massive pain in the ass if you're like sitting there like writing checks. By the way, I'm trying not to make a joke about when you're like they check out your back end. I'm really trying, and it's not working. Like that's all I've been thinking about <laughs> for the last thirty seconds. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you were, you were saying yeah. So so you don't have to worry about any of this crap because that I think really. Like gets people not to launch things is worrying about all this stuff. 
you know, dude, I like, oh, I gotta get the credit card processor. I gotta get the thing. I gotta find where I can sign oh. up affiliates. You know, the more obstacles people have uh, getting stuff to market, the less likely it is to ever come to market. So, I think it's a great simple solution. They have a one-time. A lot of people ask me. They have a monthly fee. Do they have whatever? They have a one-time fee of, I forget, like fifty or one hundred fifty bucks okay. to get your product approved there. And uh, but here's the thing too. You're you're also buying with them. You're buying like compliancy. So they're gonna yes. make sure you're compliant. If you ever sell anything on the internet and you're not, you know, compliant, you're doing things wrong, uh, you're setting yourself up for for a lot of trouble. So and then they have, uh, you know, fees per print transaction. I I forget the fee. It's like seven and a half or eight and a half percent plus a dollar for every transaction, and uh, which sounds like a lot, but the reality is when you start to factor in everything they do for you. Right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll just give it to you in simple, simple numbers. When we used to sell a $100 product, we paid our affiliates 50 right? Okay, so they get 50 bucks. The affiliate got 50 bucks, and we kept 40 What is that? That leaves us with 50 Once we subtract out merchant fees, which when you factor in the merchant fee, the cost of having that, uh, the merchant account has a monthly charge, plus it has a per transaction fee, mm -hmm. plus you have a shopping cart. You end up, we ended up left with about 45 bucks. So we lose about $5 per transaction okay. on average, right? With... Um, ClickBank, the fees are split between you and the person who brought the uh, customer. So if you refer, oh, I didn't to, know that. Yeah. Okay. So if you refer to customer to me, um, if let's just hypothetically say ClickBank's fees were 10 percent on a hundred dollar transaction, you would take five. I would take five. We both net forty five. Right. So at the end of the day, I'm in the exact same position as a product owner as I was before, and uh, and the affiliates. Here's the thing: the affiliates don't mind taking a little bit of a hit because they they're guaranteed to get paid. Right. And they don't have to think about it. They don't have to think about it. ClickBank has never missed a payment. <laughs> right. And they do it like every two weeks or something. I, I, I get, I, because I'm, I'm an affiliate on ClickBank, so I get my check every couple weeks or whatever, whatever it may be. I mean, it's pretty system. I mean, I just can only imagine what a pain in the ass this would be to do this if you just didn't have ClickBank. Uh, meaning, like, I, I just can't imagine just all those different components. Yeah, I would gladly. I think a lot of us are under the philosophy, like, we'll give up a little bit to take stress and make it very easy. You know, Dude, and here's the thing. That most, <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, right? I completely agree. And the short-sightedness of uh, a lot of people not using the company like Clip. And there's other companies out there like E-Junction or right. E-Junkie uh, Commission Junction. There's several others that are all great companies. But I think ClickBank is probably the largest. And the the real benefit. Some of the things we didn't even talk about. I mean, other benefits like sales tax. A lot of states require sales tax. And are you, as a product owner, do, are you aware that New York requires a sales tax or Vermont or whatever states they are? You know, no, I have no clue what they are. But when somebody from one of uh, those states goes to buy, ClickBank handles all that. ClickBank knows all that. So there's certain little little liabilities. Imagine doing your taxes and your accountant telling you that you did, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in business in California this year and you didn't charge any sales tax or in New York or whatever states they are. Right. And right. Uh, you owe that state or that state coming after you at a later date. So those kind of things. And then you know, W nines for paying affiliates. Yep. Uh, we've probably paid this year over 500 different affiliates on our different products, and I haven't. Uh, through, through using ClickBank, I haven't written one single check. I haven't hired you know nobody in my staff or our company has to handle any of that. It doesn't have to handle W nines, making sure we all have a file, blah blah blah. So uh, there's a ton of benefits, but the, I'll tell you what the number one biggest benefit uh, for us with using ClickBank is the long tail sale effect. Okay. And, and what that means, I guess, is this: when we do a a product launch, every product on ClickBank has what's called a gravity score. Okay. And when uh, when you launch a product, that the gravity score kind of indicates that it's a good product or not. And the higher the gravity score, the better. So when an affiliate goes to ClickBank and says, I want to sell a social media product uh, because I get a lot of traffic that's looking to learn more about Facebook, 
they're going to search Facebook on ClickBank and they're probably going to sort by highest gravity because that's going to indicate to them that's a good product. If a lot right. of people, it's a ranking tool essentially for the amount of people selling it and how good it is and stuff like that. Absolutely. So we have probably picked up, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 different affiliates this year. We have wow. no clue who they are. We've never met them. We've never right. talked to them. Never had an email exchange, nothing. And they've sold our products. And so every single day, uh, I don't know if you want the numbers, but I, I... Oh, we want the... What kind of question is that? Of course we want the numbers, Sean. Of course we want the numbers. I should, I should go be really retarded and show you, but uh, get my... On, ClickBank has an iPhone app. There's a lot of iPhone apps for ClickBank that use the API. And, and um, I'm like a little crack junkie. I like check it every day when I wake up to right. uh, see how much money I made while I sleep and whatnot. But the long tail sales effect... Um, <laughs> Most of the time when you do a launch, so you reach out to your affiliates and you say, hey, here's this product. They promote it to their audiences. Usually the sales come to a grinding halt right after the uh, product right. or the launch is over. Uh, what's been beautiful with ClickBank is that launch spikes us up, makes us aware to a whole bunch of different affiliates that have these blogs that they get 100 hits a day on. And uh, they may be able to drive one or two hits a day to our site, but over time that leads to sales. So we probably have, we generate over $1,000 in profit every day like clockwork, uh, not having to do a thing from affiliates that have found us uh, through ClickBank's system and that drive these you know, one to two sales a month. Um, we have hundreds of those affiliates that do that. So every single day, there's probably $1,000 or more in profit on average that comes in from that long tail effect. So I may be paying a little bit more to use ClickBank up front, but because of that, right. uh, I'm getting all of this on the back end that I would never see without You're using Getting a it. nice back end. Um, and uh, there you go. Just think about that for a second. Um, and, and we'll move on from ClickBank here uh, to just some other things. I want to make sure we cover a lot of different things here today. But Sean, uh, one thing on affiliates is like, let's say random person X signs up and they and they do whatever. Have you ever run into this? And I, I hope the answer is no, but who knows? Um, where where you have an affiliate that maybe signs up or does something and they're promoting it in a weird, sketchy way. I don't I don't know if that makes any sense. But like someone that you felt like might hurt the brand in some way. Is that something you even worry about, or is it a case of like, yeah, most people on there are pretty good. They're gonna probably not do anything too weird. Um, the answer to your question is, yeah, we have run into that. Ah, hey, I don't worry about it because it's very rare that it happens, and when it does, there's some measures you can take to uh, put a, put a stop to it. Uh, for example, someone was using Twitter in Lewis's name to spam <laughs> the hell out of Twitter for a LinkedIn product. Perfect. And for our LinkedIn, for LinkedIn influence. And that was pretty simple. I just reached out to, I mean, when they, when they're spamming, I can see their affiliate ID that they're using. Right. So I called up my rep at ClickBank and said, can you ban this guy from selling our product? And, uh, and then I just shot an email to Twitter support saying, hey, you know, any links that have this guy's name or link in it, please, you know, delete these accounts or spam accounts. We don't like it either. And it, poor Lewis was catching a lot of flack, people. <laughs> right. I'm sure they were because that's, that's part of the danger. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't prevent somebody. Uh, I could make it a closed-door network, but that out of, you know, literally thousands of, of affiliates that have promoted our products, that's the one instance that uh, has been bad. Yeah, one bag egg doesn't, you know, you don't want to be like that restaurant that, like, has, like, don't do all these things because, like, one person did them. You know, up on the wall. Exactly. So, 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 so that's key. Listen, all right. I want to move on, Sean. I want to cover a few other things because I know we want to talk about the sales page big time, and I think a lot of these things uh, relate to it and, and kind of that the whole idea. Um, Google Optimizer for split testing. Uh, awesome, tell, tell us a bit about what the heck is Google Optimizer and and how do you use it and and maybe the third kind of thing to think about is maybe some things you've learned from it. Okay, so Google Optimizer and it's 
simplest form gives the ability to split test pages. And what that means is you can change, you have your sample page and you can change an element of the page. Google Optimizer gives you the ability so that when somebody goes to abc.com, it forwards to version A or version B. And then you set up what's called a goal. So the goal may be someone clicking the buy now button. Okay. Uh, or actually going through to the purchase and that thank you, that URL of the thank you page is the end goal. So Google Optimizer gives you the ability. You, you go to Google Optimizer, you set it up, you say, here's page A, here's page B, and you hit go. And you can do A, B, C, D, E, you know, whatever kind of testing. Right. Change the color, change the words, change the order, change whatever you want, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting elements that we test. Uh, we generally buy traffic initially. Uh, through some paid advertising. Paid advertising is usually the lowest converting kind of traffic out there compared to email, compared to blog, compared to uh, even social media. It's it's some of the lowest traffic out there. So we use that to kind of get our op our conversions you know down first, and then move it to the more valuable traffic. You know once we have it down. So yeah, exactly. I was going to ask that even before. So that was a good lesson right there, I think, because you don't you don't like the the product launched on X date, right? When people started pretty much promoting it, but you're saying all the split testing you spent time well before that to make sure it was all op you weren't split testing like the day it came out right 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 okay and we may to be truthful i mean we may test different elements during the launch yeah uh, because it's such a firehouse of traffic it gives you a good opportunity but there's simple little elements where we may increase the font size of the headline or change the color of the headline yep um and just see if that makes a difference nothing that's going to hurt our affiliates by any means but uh you know we know by the time they're promoting it we have a great great offer we know it's converting well they wouldn't even know about it if we didn't and uh, so then we go in and just try and improve it. And I think it's important. I mean, you should always be trying to improve. We're always split testing all of our, even stuff that we haven't, you know, mm -hmm. done a major promotion around in six months where we always have tests running on it. Do you, uh, to do, you do a few questions on tasks? I think this is important. Is that do you, when, when you do it, do you, do you have like a certain baseline? of amount of people that see each test to determine if whether it was good or bad meaning like uh, yeah. is it a thousand people and they have to come from Google or like you know how, how does that work because um, you know I don't want to you know you don't want to get seven people and like you know you, you don't have enough sample size but you also don't want to spend probably money to get 10,000 people or something like that exactly so it, you can do this a bunch of different ways and, and I have friends that we debate this with you know the best way to do it and the best numbers to come up with um, but sales typically are the indicator that I use Mm -hmm. So when we run a test, um, if it's a if it's a two-page test, so an A/B test, I usually wait till we get about 200 sales, and that's generally enough traffic to determine. Okay, man, you can usually see a trend. Oftentimes, you'll see like version A, and, and we'll have some images that are showing probably right now. Version A started out really high, you know, converting at X percent, and version B was at half that, and then they flip flopped, you know, a couple days in or after. Yep. 10, 15,000 hits, and then you saw this one stay consistent. Uh, and then other times you'll see, you know, version A and version B, and version A consistently doubled it. Right. Um, so you can you can kind of look at it and play it by play it by ear, if you will, uh, watch it. But generally, 200 sales is enough for me to say, okay, this is definitely a winner. Um, 200, 200 and all the traffic coming from search engines, or I mean, you're buying from you're all buying? the sources. So okay. generally, um, you know. It doesn't really matter. So if you're running, if you're sending ad traffic to it, uh, or if it's email traffic, or a combination of everything, uh, you will see differences. It's interesting you mentioned that. So you will see differences in conversions uh, depending on the type of traffic and the way they behave. Um, so for example, one of the big tests that we always do, and this it sucks because it always wins, is no header versus a header. Uh, so okay. having a header with your logo 
and then your message below or no header. And like just like FB it. Influence, so you're saying like the logo, it says FB Influence and then a header versus no logo that says FB Influence, just the first line. Exactly. Okay. So no header always wins. Really? Um, yeah, always. And you'd think the opposite, right? Yes, you would. And right now I'm looking at the sales page and there is no header. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and if you look, I think all of our pages, uh, we just changed LinkedIn influence. Um, we went back and, and did a test with that, and it was conclusive. Uh, in fact, I have a screenshot. We'll, you'll be watched, probably looking at the results as we're talking about right now. Uh, but we just changed it. It was almost double the conversions wow. in the header. Yeah. What? I, and who yeah. cares why? I guess it's just one of those things where this is, this, is, this is the way it works, huh? Yeah, it's web behavior. And the reason we brought that up is um, the different sources. So... Cold traffic, you'll see, you know, you may see two to one conversions with no header. Mm -hmm. With email traffic, it's not going to be nearly as drastic. So, for example, if you tell your audience, and my thought behind this is if you tell your audience, go check out this product, when they land on the page, they kind of have an inclination. They know what it's going to be. They're a little more, you know, kind of warned about right, it. So they the header they know you. It's not random. Yeah. Right. So the header doesn't make as much of a difference. Um, but for whatever reason, I've never seen it convert higher having a header. Wow. That, is there any other kind of, I'll call those, Fun facts with Sean. Fun testing facts with Sean here as we're learning. We're learning. Um, and we're going to really dive into the sales page here because, you know, there's very specific elements. And, and what I know from top internet marketers like yourself and a lot of other people is that everything is tested. Every, like, you guys are real anal <laughs> in a good way uh, of figuring this out. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, a lot of jokes we could be making right here. But, you know, if we go to your sales page, I'm linking this up below in the show notes, and actually it's an affiliate, FYI. But uh, if you go and check this out, the FB Influence page, you see a lot of very specific things. You see this red headline at the top. You see a video with Lewis, of course, uh, who I'm sure haunt your, haunts your dreams, um, t talking about the product. You've got the add to cart button right here. Then you have very specific things, the testimonial, some stuff, you know, da-da-da-da-da. What are some keys here that maybe you've learned from split testing that you can share similar to like the header versus no header. I mean, is there anything else that you've picked up that you're like, wow, that's, I'm so glad we put the testimonial right there or something like that, that we can maybe all learn from. Yeah. So the header made a big, big difference. Um, one thing, this is funny. You'll see the video right when you land on the page. Yeah. Um, video right here. Yep. Yeah. The original file we got back from the person who designed that video was a pretty large file. Okay. And as a result, it took a while to load. There you so go. if you have a slow internet speed, boom. So we had it shrunk to literally about a quarter of what it originally was. Conversions went way up. Wow. Um, if you look at the sales page, you probably can't. Well, well hopefully we'll be able to show this in the well, video. What I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link it up. And I, I want to encourage people like at this part at this part of the interview, unless you're driving or something or on the treadmill, um, we, would, we would recommend definitely opening this up. And we'll have screenshots and different things too. And if not, come back to it later um, and check it out because I think this will really be helpful because we really can illustrate some cool stuff here. For sure. The, at the top of the page, you'll see there's a, a small sentence in small font, uh, like 12 or 14 font, and yeah. then a larger a headline below that. It says, after per perfecting social media with success guru Tony Robbins, underlined, uh, and dozens of other high-profile clients, Amy Porterfield reveals exactly how to, and then it's got the big headline there, using these simple strategies can literally explode Facebook to create traffic, leads, and profits. Okay. Yeah, that little sentence added like a 20% bump in conversions. Really? Yeah, so by putting that there instead of just the headline, again, I have no idea why. We don't care. We don't care how the light switch goes to the electricity and whatever, and it turns on the thing, but we just know that if we flip it, it happens, right? 
Absolutely. If you stay on this page long enough, you'll see a add to cart button appear right below the video. Yep, I'm, I've been there for a while, so I see it right now. So you see it, yeah. Um, that increased conversions drastically, simply by hiding it and also having it there. So it pops up after a certain amount of time when, yeah, when about, you're on here? Yeah, about 50% really? of our... Yeah, 50% of our buyers click that button right there. Okay, and then as we go down... Um, we, and, we, and, and by having it there, hurt conversions big time. So by making it show up uh, after a certain set time frame, you know, it's, I guess the consumer probably is alarmed when they see an add to cart button right away. Mm -hmm. But after they've kind of been walked through the sales cycle that the video uh, does a good job of, you know, it, it, it then appears and it's not as threatening. And it's like, okay, cool, it's ready to click if I want to buy. And the video is very solid too. Is there any anything you learned from that? I've seen people before they test different lengths of videos, colors, you know, different things. What, what any other stuff? Anything you learned on the video side? Um, you know, there's a couple different theories and formats and whatever. Uh, we hate theory. We don't like theory. We punch theory in the face. We say, Sean, yeah. what did you do? Damn it! <laughs> Show me the results. Yeah. So <laughs> for us. And what I meant by that is that there's a, a theory out there that the plain text sales video is converts the best. And what that means is that it's just a white video and you might see a, the text, you know, the person who's narrating the video, generally there's just yep. text appearing uh, with the exact words that they're saying. It's just showing up on the screen. <clears throat> so that's kind of the old school or the thought that's out there for us. And again, this may, uh, it may be, you know, this is something to consider for anybody watching this uh, for branding we felt like it was our videos shouldn't be just text. They should be exciting. They should be fun. They mm -hmm. should be. Uh, I don't have a good, clean kind of presentation. Right, text. right, right. If you look at all of our sales videos, most of them um, do. And I got to give a big shout out to James Wedmore, who is the video sales letter king. I mean, he he's done all of our videos. He's directed them, helped script them, uh, helped with the copy. He does an amazing job. So he's kind of been the uh, he's responsible for the the look and feel, I guess, of our videos. Mm -hmm. um, and keep this in mind too, I wanted to bring this up before I forget it. Don't take anything I say um, for being, I guess, the absolute word. Test everything because we right. get advice all the time from our friends that uh, maybe in the same niche or same, same space or maybe they're in different spaces and they say, you know what, we did this and our sales did this. And so we say, cool, so we go and test it and we don't see the same results at all. And then from one product to another, um, you know, I, can, I don't know if I have time to show you examples, but from one product to another, we do things differently because for whatever reason for that particular product, uh, it didn't convert as well as it did on another. So right. everything I, that we talk about when it comes to split testing, make sure you test, test, and test, and uh, test it on your own stuff because it's probably going to behave different. The results will be different. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I think that's exactly what I try to do with the show and people know this when they tune in besides seeing your handsome face is that you know a big thing that we're what we're trying to do is is take real examples do you know what I mean if people are like this is what worked for me as opposed to this will, what might work and then knowing exactly what you just mentioned there is like okay this might not exactly work for me but now I'm thinking in my brain you know what next time I have something I need to set up Google optimizer and test different things and see if this works because I feel like we wouldn't even know what to look for necessarily or what tools to use if we didn't know kind of the baseline so I appreciate right. the disclaimer though for sure yeah and, and the other thing is too just think about how it impacts your brand yeah you know, message you're trying to put out there so uh, what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you're okay with taking a little bit of a hit in your conversions uh, to have your header up there and because it's an important piece of your company branding. Right. So I guess just think about how all those things impact you and, and uh, you know, conversions aren't, aren't the end-all be-all as to why we do everything. There are some things on the page that we may have on here that we may have hurt conversions a little bit, but 
because of branding and, and uh, you know, the message we're trying to put out to our audience and in the world, if you will, we keep things a certain way. Right. Is there any other key elements that we could point on the sales page here to people? I want to get into a, a few final tools too um, as we kind of wrap up here a, a bit. But anything other key that you think we should just know? Like that was interesting. Like, you know, maybe it's a testimonial or I, I don't know. And anything that you, you found through testing to be kind of interesting, surprising, or, or useful? Uh, copy is super important. Uh, I used to not think it was very important. And if you do any kind of study on copywriting, um, you realize it's probably the most important piece. A lot of our customers will just watch the video, about mm -hmm. half, watch that video and then buy it. And the other half will read every single word on the sales page. Um, so that copy and how it's presented, uh, I think is very important. And it's, it's worth either hiring a copywriter or spending some time studying copywriting and, and getting it down. Okay, makes, so. makes, makes sense. All right, so let's move and on. One, let me give you oh, one little ooh, tip. One more, I like that. That was like, and by the way, here he comes with the right jab. I'm scrolling down the page and I see some things. Um, we have a lot of text links mixed in here, yep, and that has really increased conversions by doing that as well. So by simply putting, you know, link, you know, pieces of text that say "click right, click here right now," oh yeah, put the power of Facebook to work for you. Click those here for all the details. Uh, there's there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's different different. Click here now to get her working for you. Uh, exactly. So we try. That almost sounds inappropriate too, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> there may be a a reason for that. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that, that's good to know, Sean. Um, and, 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 and I think that's a great lesson is different products have done different things. Maybe we'll do another interview in the future, talk about what work for something else. Um, let's talk about a few more little tools here, and, and then we'll make sure to let you go here. Um, so bottom line is, I just want to recap, on Google Optimizer, that's what you use for split testing. For someone that's maybe just getting started and they're just like, okay, I have my first product coming out or my, you know, or, or my first one, you know, second one, whatever it may be, I'm, I'm doing split testing now. So you would recommend, though, setting up a few different things, bringing in a certain amount of traffic. What would you do if someone had like a relatively limited budget? Would, would, you, would, you, would you try to get just a certain amount of sales to see where you're at or what would you do with that? Yeah, so a lot of people, we get, uh, you know, we obviously have a, a benefit of having a pretty big affiliate army behind us to help promote our stuff and yeah. get sales. A lot of people don't have that. They don't know where to start. Um, I always tell people Facebook ads are amazing and you should be, if you have a good offer and a good product, you should be able to make money right out of the gate with Facebook ads. And what I mean by that is if you spend $100, you should be able to generate $100 or more in profit from your sales on advertising. Cool. Do a good job on that. So that's a great place to start through having your product on ClickBank. Uh, and through doing targeted advertising, affiliates will take note, they'll find you, and if you do have a good offer and you've done a good job putting it together, they'll start promoting it and you'll start seeing sales coming in from, from other people. All right, makes sense. All right, so a couple things that you mentioned quickly. I don't want to go over this one too much because I know we mentioned it with Lewis, but uh, I'll just give it another reiteration is Stealth Seminar. Um, and that's what you guys use for affiliates. And, and go back and listen to that interview with Lewis. But basically, that is the program that you guys have a pre-taped webinar that people can use on their site and drop and take their audience and bring them to that webinar to you know share this product and some information. Then they can sign up for it. That's what you use for it, correct? Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of um, Sell Seminar. Yeah. There's a bunch of different softwares out there to auto playback webinars. Um, I mean, literally, there's there's dozens, and I've gone through, I've bought or gotten access to, I've gone through, I'm, I'm not everyone, but pretty close to everyone, and if not, I've had a lot of friends that have used them, and I've sought a lot of feedback. Um, with Video Traffic Academy, I knew we had a pretty large number, we had to do a pretty large number of sales, and I knew there was going to be a big piece. Webinars always, per click, 
generate more revenue than any other driving straight to the sales page, yep. uh, whatnot. So through using Stealth Seminar, it gave us the ability um, to give all of our affiliates in a very quick, simple fashion access to a webinar with us and uh, to promote to their audience to maximize the chance of them earning the most revenue. Awesome. So you should put you should put a, a link right below this for the webinar. And what so if, if you have it on the site, when somebody clicks it, it'll go to a page and it'll say sign up for a webinar and every single day it resets. So it'll be at noon and nine o'clock, whatever times we designate. When somebody registers, they show up, it starts the webinar right at noon, they go through the entire thing and uh, and then they buy at the end of it. All right, awesome. Well, I'll have to get a link from you afterwards to, to nab that. We, we can have people check that out. Now, I actually want to ask one random random thing as I was still uh, observing the sales page here. One thing I noticed that you have is you have help. You have like a customer service of some kind. Uh, right now, it says like live help, and at the moment, it's, it's offline. But, it's but offline? It's usually online. Um, I might have hit something, though. I might have broken it. It might not be you. Um, let's just assume I broke it. But you have a little live help thing down there. And, and, and what is the customer's – like, do you hire someone for customer service, or how does that work? Is, or is it you literally sitting there doing live help? I hope not. No, it's I not. Hope, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I did it when I first got it. I did it for the first couple of weeks to see how it worked. And, um, you know, I was like a tri-technology myself. So that is – it looks like just like Google Chat. You're probably looking at it right now in this yeah. interview. Um, and I, when I first saw it, I was on a, a website called CrowdBooster, and I saw it, and I thought, man, this is really cool. And it's clean, and it looks good. It fits with our branding. Uh, so we installed it, and I never, to be honest, I never tested it, uh, split tested to see if it hurt or helped conversions. My guess is it's always on uh, from 9 to 5, almost, I mean, it's rare that it's off, and this is between 9 to 5, and I'm surprised it's off offline right now. My guess is it probably hurts conversions if it's showing offline. Right. Uh, so I've got one of the things... One of the things I've got is I'm trying to get a script written for that page and for all of our pages that when we are offline, it just doesn't show up at all. Ah, that's good. And it's, it looks like it's through something called olark.com. Olark, so it, yeah. And is that, and is that is, so there's like a person there, a custom, uh, someone that you gave some training to or something like that that's like answering questions if necessary? Yeah, so our, how does customer, that work? our customer service. So we put that on there, and it's actually inside of all of our members' areas as well. Um, our thought is the easier we can make it for our customers to get a hold of us and help support them, no matter what they need, uh, whether it's a buying question on the sales page, like they may, they want to know what the product will do for them, or if it has certain elements or cover certain aspects. Great, we want to be there to answer their question, um, and also I think throws up a certain perception to people that are about to buy that we are there for them whenever they need us. Yeah. So, and then with um, inside the members area, we have it. Our customer support people are trained; they know all of our products. So, if somebody has a specific question, uh, they can get it answered just like that. All right, cool. Makes a lot of sense. All right, I want to uh, mention two more things. I know you use Aweber for your email. Um, uh, two more things, really, really fast here. And then I hey, let, yeah. You just mentioned Aweber, and I do want to point out the uh, the webinars are a big list builder for us. Yep. So we have the ability. We separate every webinar. We segment every webinar has its own list in Aweber. Um, we did over three hundred different webinars for our affiliates for FB Influence, and there are over three hundred different lists inside Aweber for each one of those. So if we, for the, the ones that have a sizable amount of, of people that have opted in and see the webinar, we can promote our other products back to their audience okay. and get that affiliate credit. So for example, um, if affiliate A sent 2,000 uh, people to opt in for FB Influence, yep. if we do a new webinar for FB Influence in the future, we could say, hey, here's a brand new webinar for FB Influence uh, or brand new Facebook webinar, click here to watch it, and then the buy now button that appears at the time on that webinar, whatever they buy, uh, gets credit to that affiliate. 
So that's one of our things we will do on the back end of the launch is to maximize kind of the affiliate's earnings and, uh, and generate more revenue as well. Got it. Makes sense. All right. So two more that you mentioned here, Sean. I have my little list of roo. I want to make sure no stern is unturned. Uh, is Clicky uh, for tracking? Is that is that like a Bitly or, or what's Clicky? Uh, so click Get Clicky is a uh, a website that does tracking. It's Google has now changed their tracking so it's live. But the big advantage Clicky has is that it's live tracking, so you can see customer behavior uh, as they're on the site and kind of what they're what they're doing. And I'll tell you just a funny story that. <laughs> it's like a five thousand dollar mistake kind of story. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, remember the buy now button that we talked about that appears underneath the video on the sales letter after yes. six minutes or whatever time we have that buy now button appear typically when the price is mentioned. Right. So it shows up there, boom, there's a button. Uh, so we put in place what's called an upsell. So when somebody buys our product, it says, Hey, you know, here's a one time offer to get blah 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 this great deal and you can click accept or you can click deny and then you move on to the product, right? Right. So we, we changed our upsells. Uh, we got an upsell in place. I went to the sales page and I actually did this because at the time I was doing it for LinkedIn Influence, but I edited the buy now buttons to include the link so that when they bought the product they were taken and shown the upsell. And um, after about a week I was like, man, we're only converting at X percentage and I wish it were higher. Um, and I was looking at the traffic one day and I saw the exit traffic because uh, it, sh it shows you the traffic. So it shows you if they leave your site where they go. And I saw the exit traffic going to the, the buy now link that was the old one without the upsell. And I thought, how in the hell is somebody? The first time I saw it, I thought, you know what? Somebody had our page loaded from a week ago and they're just now buying, right? Right. Then I saw a day or two later again pop up and I thought, you know what? And so within Clicky, I went and tracked that link and I saw that over the last week, uh, 385 people or whatever had clicked that link to buy, which was about half of our buying traffic. So what had happened was, is when I went to the sales page to edit all the places where people clicked to buy, I missed that button because it didn't show up when I first went to click it, or when I first went to edit it. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. That, that's the, so that, so that's, so, the, you know, it's funny that little things like that can sometimes come back and that's how you, you know, I guess the key is just keep testing, keep trying to figure stuff out and, and have a Sean Malarkey in your pocket or be the Sean Malarkey, be the Sean Malarkey, right? <laughs> well, dude, that was, yeah, that was at least a $5,000 mistake that I was, without that tracking, I would have never caught it. Right. And so the tra tracking obviously being critical. And one final thing, Sean, you mentioned here, um, and I know we can go on for hours and hours with this, but I want to make sure um, we let people get to their next thing they're doing, uh, is uh, you, you used a Facebook group for beta testing. Uh, what 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 did you do with that? Who was in the group and, and kind of how did that work? Yeah, okay, so this was huge for us. Um, we used a Facebook group for beta testing for this product and what that means is we finished the product about a month before we were going to launch to our partners. And I reached out to about 20 of our best customers. Uh, we use Facebook groups for all of our products so when they buy our products they have access to a group where right. they meet and coordinate with other like-minded people. And um, so anyway, so we, we set up a, a private group. We grabbed 20 of our best customers that were pretty easy to identify and, uh, and said, I shot them an email and I said, hey, if you're interested, we'd love to have you as a beta tester. I'll give you free access to this brand new product we're coming out with. All that I ask in return is that you uh, provide some feedback. And so that's what we did. So we set up a group. We invited our, all these people. We ended up with about 20 different of our best customers inside this group. Cool. And it gave them a place to come and give us feedback for the product. So. What we learned from that was we uh, first things first, our welcome video that when somebody bought our product and land on the members area, it says it was Amy, and it says, Hey, this is Amy Porterfield, thanks so much, blah blah blah. 
uh, in Internet Explorer version whatever, it didn't work. Right. It didn't work at all. And a lot of people were using that. Four, four out of the 20 in, uh, in the beta group told us that. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we figured out the issue with the video, got that fixed. And then we started getting all kinds of great feedback. You know what? Underneath each video, if you had a summary of what was taught in that video, that'd be great. So that when I scan, you know, the different modules, and uh, uh, someone said, you know, on your customer support tab, it'd be great if you listed out your ten frequently asked questions in case it's something that I can just look at that and get my answer without having to wait for support uh, and things like that. So we got so much good feedback, and right. actually, in relation, that made our product better, uh, a lot better. I'm. I mean, I think the user experience is, is pretty awesome inside of our products, and that's one of the things we really focus on. Um, in fact, people love our products so much that they, they will buy like anything we come out with without even seeing anything about it because they, they know it's going to be good. But the user experience is super important, and that Facebook group, having those 20 people and giving them the, the ability to communicate in one place and share their feedback, um, you know, it was great. Someone was saying that about the video, and I said, is anybody else having this problem? And four other people chimed in, and I said, okay, well, what browser are you using? And it turned out they were all using the same browser. Wow. Um, and, and for content, um, we literally have version two already mapped out based on all the feedback we got from this content. At that point, it was too late for us to go and change the content. Mm -hmm. uh, but they gave us all amazing and great feedback and ideas for version two uh, that, you know, next time we redo the product, it'll have all that in there from that feedback. Yeah, and I think the key lesson there is you took your best customers. You didn't take like 20 randoms. You took like people that you're like, these are the types of people that we want to like it. You know, and, and, and that they, we know buy things like this, and therefore right. we're going to use them, not the 20 randoms on the street that might be, might give you some horrible feedback or something that doesn't make sense. You know, you, you picked the right group, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah, and they were brutally honest. I mean, we, I felt so stupid, David. We had the whole site done. I went through, like, I double-checked every link, I, every download, blah, blah, blah. It was amazing all the things that we missed yeah. because we're not the user. Right. You know, we look at it after looking at it for months and months, and we see it completely different. But when somebody's brand new and they're a user and they come in and, you know, a customer, uh, I mean, I was embarrassed because there was a lot of stuff that was messed up that we didn't realize. And without that group, I mean, I can't imagine we were putting, you know, three to four hundred customers a day in the beginning of, of the launch. I can't imagine that many people getting in and having a bad experience. It, um, that group was crucial to our success. And I highly recommend, you know, finding a group of people to beta test your product and, and go through it and give you that feedback because you'll learn a ton from that. You're like, ah, oh, I misspelled Amy Porterfield again. <laughs> you know, it's, that's embarrassing on top, and I misspelled Facebook. Oh, uh, so, dude, but you have no that, idea. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But, Sean, first of all, big congrats on all this, uh, and thank you for sharing everything like so transparently. You know, That's what we really appreciate on the show. Uh, we, 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 just we just dig it right out of you because I know there's so many people that watch and listen that are, are looking to do launches of you know, their 80th product or their first product, and I, I think that's so cool that you can help us out. Um, one, any final thoughts? Just, just kind of, um, you know, your experience as this sort of, uh, you know, digital entrepreneur doing cool stuff on the internet. You, you know, you've built an interesting lifestyle. I know you're looking to move out to California uh, next year. There's all kinds of stuff you got going on. I mean, any kind of final words about what makes us all worth it at the end of the day? Yeah, I guess there's a, I could, I could say a lot in this space, but. Um, you know, making money online, it's, it's if you can provide a product or a service that people truly like and enjoy and, and become raving fans about, it's like the best thing you can ever do. I mean, I, my lifestyle is amazing. I'm uh, working from home today, getting ready to leave to go to California for a couple weeks tonight. Um, we're going out there to look for houses in Santa Barbara, which is where we'll be moving. But the biggest thing I guess I could say is early on, uh, I hired somebody to help me. Mm -hmm. So if you have the money, uh, and you can find somebody good who can help you get everything set up, give you advice, and get you rolling. 
um, spend it because there's so much that's going to come up that you have no clue and to be able to tap into someone's brain power and knowledge and, and help that's been down the road to help you do it. And, and then the second part, if you can't afford it, uh, keep it as simple as possible and just do it. Don't worry about split testing, having that set up ahead of time. Don't worry about you know all these things. A lot of things we've talked about, just get it out there and get it done and start trying to sell it. And if, if it's a good product and you're, you're able to get a little bit of traffic to it and it converts and you start making a little bit of money, you'll be very motivated to work on all the things you didn't have uh, in the very beginning. So my simplest advice, I guess, is just to do it and take action and, um, and you know, and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's a, that's such a good lesson though, Sean. On that, besides you know this this lifestyle that you, you can work kind of when you want and where you want to go, and you just need the internet and the laptop. But more more importantly, yeah, you're at a very advanced level now, doing multiple launches, and you have all these different things. You know, almost everyone I've talked to, and and you're no different than this. When they start the first time second time whatever you know it's very basic they're not worrying about all these different things and so spending basic, zillions yeah. of dollars they get something up they say okay here it is feedback go and then each time it seems people improve they get a little bit better they they have more things they bring in more people whatever it may be but the key is just getting that ball off the hill you know and then you can steer it and deal yeah. with it right absolutely that's it man just do it all right, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Sean. This has been a blast. We're going to link up everything below. Um, we're going to have screenshots. We're going to have links. Um, we'll get a webinar thing, all that jazz. Where also can people connect with you, Sean? Uh, if people want to connect, they have a question. They, they want to uh, awkwardly stalk you. They want to, I don't know what they want to do, but I'm sure it'll be very friendly. Where can they find you? Uh, you can Google me and find me, but I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, you name it, my blog, wherever. So. Shocking that you're in all those places. Well, it is, Sean, it? <laughs> hey, Sean, so hey, thanks, man. This has been a blast, and thanks for coming on. For sure. Thanks for having me, man. It's been an honor. This was Sean, the back-end malarkey on the rise to the top today. I'm David Seitman-Garland. I'll see you next time. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. Go pet a bunny. And one more quick reminder, you know I'm always trying to bring you cool tools that will make your life easier. Go to my PC now with the iPhone and the iPad apps. Got to try it free on me. Just for Rise Nation, 45 days tree, tree, 45 days free, not tree, uh, free trial. Here's what you got to do. So you go to, go to mypc.com. Click on the Try It Free button, enter the promo code RISE, then download the free app for your iPad or iPhone, and that's all you got to do. So go to MyPC.com, click the Try It Free button, promo code RISE. You're going to get 45 days free after you download those apps. And let me know what you think. You can always reach me at david at therisetothetop.com. See you next time.